One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGannon Podcast. It's been another week of wrestling. We've got a lot to get through, lots of previews. Uh, we've got uh, Fastlane this weekend. we got recaps from Sacrifice. So much stuff going on. It's insane. But I'm one of your hosts, Christy Heat Matthews, joined by Garrett G. Money Mun and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. What is going on, fellas? What's the point? That's what they should change uh, fast lane to. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yep. We just needed a quick money grab before WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like they uh, do pay-per-views anymore. So I don't think it's no. really like a paper, paper grab. They get that advertising money. from whoever's sponsoring the show it was like Snickers or yeah. something. I don't know. <laughs> Gotta love it. Um, all right. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. Wrestle getting pod with one D. Um, actually you need to be following us on Twitter. We've been doing the 30 worst matches of WrestleMania. Everybody else was doing like the best of. We decided to do the worst. And boy, have we had some shitty matches on this card. Uh, I think the, the one I posted today. Wasn't it the Big but, Show one? It was Big Show versus Aki Bono from WrestleMania 21. Two. The sumo yeah. match. I can tell you another one that's going to be on there. He hasn't put on there yet. Uh, any, uh, let's see. Big Show versus Blank. <laughs> Pretty Not much. All you need to <laughs> uh, we had another one. Uh, this pretty much represented the the pinnacle of the worst of the Attitude Era. The pinnacle. This was the pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> this was uh, from WrestleMania 14. It was Sable and Mark Merrow versus Luna, and the artist formerly known as Gold Dust. And that was yeah. that's pretty much like outside of your top stars for the Attitude Era. The, this pretty much summed up how shitty the Attitude Era actually was. It wasn't that shitty. I, yeah. I actually enjoyed that match. You would. <laughs> well, I had match. the hots for Sable. Yeah, so did everybody else. That's why she got the push that she got. Right, there's another one that I haven't put on there yet. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna, it's going to make our list, but uh, it was Sable versus Tori, like DX yeah, that Tori. Pretty, yeah, yeah that's pretty Sable, bad. Sable's supposed to be the heel, but she's waving and grinding, like you know, trying to get like the fans to cheer for her, and she's supposed to be the heel, and Tori was the face. If it wasn't for the fact that she looked good in a bathing suit, she probably wouldn't be, wouldn't have gotten the the type of push that she did, and she probably slept with McMahon to get where she was at too. But who knows? 
think I think rumors are is that she slept with a lot of people. So. Oh, I'm sure she did. Um, Brock, if you're listening to this, um, I'm sorry. I don't want you to kick our asses. <laughs> Just, you, I ain't scared of Bart listening. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you can kick Carl's ass. Until he's standing in front of you. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Bark whenever, dude. <laughs> whenever. <laughs> oh, man. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're doing the, the 30 Worst of Mania on Instagram as well. Uh, it's Russell getting Pod with two Ds. And follow our other uh, page at for the underscore collection. Facebook.com slash Russell getting Pod with one D. YouTube.com slash for the collection. And check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Podcast to pick yourself up some sweet WrestleGeddon and or for the collection t-shirts. A lot of fun there. Um, before we jump into it, make sure you check out Friends of the Podcast, The Fig Cave uh, Podcast. Um, lots of cool interviews up on there. Really great one up this week with um, the two gentlemen that are setting up the uh, figure collection database. So those guys are actually like trying to chronicle like every wrestling figure that's been released. So actually, it's kind of cool. Lots of awesome stuff on there. So um, the Running Podcast, always a great show for those guys. And the Call Up, who just put up an interview with Moose. Um, Big shout out to the call up as well because the dirt sheets actually picked up his uh, moose interview. Uh, one of the big, the key things from that is the uh, the king of the mountain match is actually supposed to return uh, prior oh. to COVID. yeah, and moose was actually that's how moose was going to win the TNA title because they were going to bring that back. Oh, nice! In that king of the mountain match, but then they came up with the idea of moose just you know taking the title and declaring himself as champion. Um, and of course the, uh, the COVID era. Oh, that's pretty cool. So lots of cool, lots of cool stuff on there. So definitely check those guys out, give them a follow, subscribe to any other podcasts, YouTube channels, stuff like that. Lots of good people there. So, all right. So that's all I got. You guys got anything? No. Nope. All right, so let's uh, jump in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 Okay, the news is brought to you by Date Nights in a Box. So check out datenightsinabox.cratejoy.com for a -a one-of-a-kind curated date night theme sent to your doorstep monthly. If you're going to be stuck in the house, why not try Date Nights in a Box to help you plan a -a one-of-a-kind date night? You can also save some money by using the code BJSINABOX. That's BJS in a box at checkout. You can sign up for your subscription today at datenightsinabox.cratejoy.com. Then you can use that box and cut a hole in it. And then you can give your significant other a dick in a box. So uh, I have I have word that uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Don Callis try to use date nights in the box, but 
<laughs> he just told him the 69 item and put the box away, but uh, he still bought it. He tried it out. He said it. He said the stuff, and it was nice. But all, all Don wanted to do was 69 item. So, yep. So basically, what we're trying to say is, is if you don't want to bait, like it's a master bait, then get a date. Date night in the what? Yep. <laughs> yep. The box is super handy. <laughs> Maybe Don will sixty nine YouTube, <laughs> and, and it'll it'll cause your significant other to get super handy as well. Yep. Oh man, every week straight to the gutter. <laughs> That's why we'll never be an actual podcast. None of what to hear. Yeah, but hey, right. I did I did see a thing, man. That said, um, <clears throat> the quote was. You know, if you're ever feeling down about how many downloads or plays that you have, just think about how many of those people you could actually fit in your living room. Whether it's one to a hundred, you have at least one person that is willing to sit and listen to you for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hey, I mean, that, that made I mean, me feel good. To like, that's a good quote. I mean, honestly, to be honest, I think we all would still do this if no one listened, just because we like doing this that much. I'm pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I just do it for Garrett's girlfriend. I mean, to be honest. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. Uh, WWE announced their next inductee into the Hall of Fame. I am super surprised at this one, considering his recent involvement with AEW. Yep. And it's Eric Bischoff, Easy E, going into the Hall of Fame this year, which yeah. makes me wonder, are they going to put him in with the NWO? Um, I don't know. But... I mean, if it's a wrestling Hall of Fame and not just a WWE Hall of Fame, uh, I think it has to, Eric Bischoff has to go in there. Absolutely. Uh, you're talking about somebody that almost took down WWE. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they completely, they forced Vince Bischoff, Bischoff forced Vince to change the way that he did Monday Night Raw. Instead of being, you know, they do like one live show or two live shows or whatever a month, and then the rest were taped. Like they, Bischoff forced Vince to go live every single week and forced him to to change the way that they did their their programming. Now, if we can just get somebody to do that today, we might get a better product outside of NXT. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if there's. I mean, there was hope that the AEW uh, could do it, not just give them a run for the money, but push like a better product. But yeah, well, I mean, you look at when AEW debuted, they went on Wednesday, and then. WWE put NXT on Wednesdays to go up against AEW. So well, like actually, actually, I looked, in, I looked into that, and actually, NXT um, 
I mean, of course, NXT was already on Wednesdays, but they that that was already like two years and uh, two that that was like that deal was like in the books like two years before AEW decided to like exist. The USA deal. Yeah, the USA deal. They'd already oh, wow. been planning to put yeah they had already been planning to put NXT on USA way before uh, AEW. Huh. did not realize that. It was yeah, it was actually AEW that decided to you know go on Wednesday. Go on Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. But now there's there's rumors now too of um NXT moving to Tuesday night. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's probably the smartest move. I it's so I don't care. Like, there's if you're watching wrestling, if you have no brand allegiance and you watch wrestling for the sake of watching wrestling because you love wrestling like we do. And you want to see these companies thrive and survive? That's a win-win for all of us. No, it's not. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna watch <laughs> Impact. No, AEW won the war, man. AEW wins. Well, actually, they haven't. Uh, have they, I don't think their numbers have really grown since they like debuted. Um, yeah, they've. They're still when I you know because uh. Dave Alvarez or whoever the hell he is uh, tweets out every single Thursday morning the uh, the ratings. AEW still pulling in higher ratings than NXT, but both have been a uh, a decline over the last couple of weeks as far as like overall viewers. Yeah, about to be honest with you, I'd like to see NXT like separate from WWE as like a like its own separate brand altogether. I would love that. You don't have to worry about the NXT guys being moved to Raw or SmackDown and then being completely forgotten about like some of them have or just not reaching their like yeah. star power that they had in NXT. I mean, I mean, because, I mean, technically it was like supposed to be like a developmental league, but to yeah. be honest, like here in the last, what, five, six years, it's really... It's really not that anymore. Uh, um, actually, I would probably argue it's probably been the like I I don't know if I would say better product, but the most like consistent product. Uh, I, I would say I would say better. I would definitely say better, but um, yeah. yeah. So cool, Eric Bischoff going into the Hall of Fame. Hopefully, I kind of feel like they realized that they made a mistake by inducting the NWO without Bischoff um, as part of last year's Hall of Fame. And I think that's kind of like, oh shit, well we kind of screwed up, so let's let's put Bischoff in this year. Yeah, I don't know. The whole NWO thing was weird, anyways, because it's like half of them are already in the Hall of Fame, and like how many times? Yeah, and it's it? just. How many times is X Pac gonna get in the damn fucking? <laughs> well, it's gonna make him a make him a two time. Make him a two time. Hogan's gonna be a two timer. Um, yeah, Hall and Nash will be two time because they got inducted as Razor Ramon and Diesel. So now they're being inducted as part of the NWO. Yeah. Crazy! It's uh, it was like an entire group of two time Hall of Famers right there. That is insane. But um, speaking of 
Hall of Fame. NWA announced their uh, subscription finally for uh, Power. Four ninety nine a month. Not bad. Thank Garrison oh. and get it and share his fucking password with us. No, it's Chris. Chris is gonna get it. I already paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they announce it, I pay for it. <laughs> nice. I I was like four I was four ninety nine a month. That's a dollar twenty five an episode. Right. For for some quality wrestling. Like consider I know a lot of the bigger names like a lot of the bigger names that they have have left, but I'm excited to see what they do after uh the pay-per-view this weekend, which we have a preview for that as well a little later. But um I'm excited to see what happens for uh back for the after back for the attack and what else is gonna happen on there that they haven't announced yet. Oh, but four ninety nine a month is definitely definitely worth it worth it for five hours of wrestling. Four hours of wrestling, five depending on the week, the month. But um, a lot of people are bitching though about having to pay four ninety nine a month for something that was free on YouTube. I was like, you really can't can't just justify five dollars a month for for some good quality wrestling. Yeah, me, I can't justify it. It's like. I guess it's just like the way of TV now. It's like, you know, you finally cut cable and you're like, man, I'll save some money on TV. And then now you got to pay like fucking $8.99 here, fucking $6.99 there. Yeah. That's right. It's like after a while, I mean, especially like me, if you got kids and you're like, well, I mean, I got to get to Disney Plus. Um, Yep. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you got enough subscriptions. I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, man. So there's that. Um, NWA and Fight subscription service. Um, Impact announced Hard Justice, which will take place the same night as the first night of WrestleMania. The the show is put together by Tommy Dreamer, so all the matches were made by Dreamer. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell they were thinking, putting one of their events up against WrestleMania. <laughs> you think they would do, wait till like the nope. weekend after? Yeah, do it the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I get if you're running a live event in the same in Tampa that same weekend. Because not everybody's going to get to go to NXT. Not everybody's going to be able to go to WrestleMania or attend all the other stuff that's going on. So there's always, you know, 15, 20 other events that are happening around that same time. Like, I get that. But doing a pay-per-view the same weekend as as the biggest wrestling pay-per-view of the year after or next to freaking... um, (sighs) The New Japan one. Freaking! I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, promotion promotions usually run um, like events during WrestleMania, uh, which is, I mean, pretty cool if you can go to like the live event, like if they're selling tickets. But I mean, as far as I like a pay per view goes, I'll like sh- I don't think anybody's gonna pay to um watch that when WrestleMania, you know, is 
not yeah, free. Well, this, this will be on um, this. It'll be on Impact Plus. So if you already have the Impact Plus subscription, that's included with that. Um, and I think that's the only place you're gonna be able to watch it is on there. So it's not like one of their actual um, pay per views. But uh, I mean, I like I like Impact, but I mean, I, I don't know if I like it enough that I would actually miss WrestleMania to watch. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be that'd be something to watch after WrestleMania or before day two WrestleMania. <laughs> but yeah, not not during WrestleMania, unless I got two screens going. So. <sighs> yeah, so I mean they would have to that. they'd have to book they would have to book something like extremely like extraordinary. You know what I mean? Like they had to be like, yeah. oh yeah, we're having fucking Steve Austin versus. Uh, fucking The Rock with Rick Flair as a special guest referee or something. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the only way they'd pull viewers from, from uh, <laughs> WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, so I'll round out the news here. Uh, it was actually announced earlier today that Danny Burch, uh, one half of the NXT Tag Team Champions, got injured. Uh, during their match uh, Wednesday night. So, so we'll see where they go from there with the NXT Tag Team titles, if they keep them on um, Oni and Birch, or if they uh, pull them off of them and do some sort of tournament. No one really knows yet. And how's that? I don't know how that's going to look for TakeOver, too. Yeah. Because weren't they? Shouldn't they be? Uh, was uh, was it Brizongo there supposed to be wrestling? Um. Uh... No, MSK. No, MSK. That's right. Okay. I'm assuming they're going to have to relinquish it, I guess. That's the only thing I think. Yeah. I mean, cause... He probably could wrestle. He probably could wrestle with it, right? Well, it's the same injury Karrion Cross had. And he was out for, what, three months? Yeah. So. Don't hmm. you miss the old days when they just do like a. A, a line of cocaine and just go out and have the match anyway. Fucking <laughs> hurt. The I, other the other thing they can do is um replace Birch with uh Pete Dunn. Sure, uh, they might do that too. But if they do that, I mean they're gonna basically tell me, guarantee to me that uh, MSK is gonna win, which I think they're gonna win anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been pretty high on MSK, which rightfully so. Like those guys are phenomenal. Um, so I can definitely see them, especially coming up short with their other title title match. So we'll see. All right, so that's the the in ring news. Let's jump over to some little tidbits here, some figure news. Uh, we had a couple reveals, a couple sets revealed for um a basic one twenty was it one twenty or one twenty? I don't remember which one was supposed to be, but new basic series this is one twenty. Um, Edge, Karrion Cross, Scarlet, Pete Dunn, and a bald Shawn Michaels. Uh oh. <laughs> so Did they actually the showed off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they we actually saw actual images of these figures. Uh, Edge, like the basics are are made for kids, like straight up. They're not collector oriented. Um, they reuse the same parts. Scale is completely off compared to the elite figures. 
Edge literally, they painted a shirt over, like it's not even a molded shirt. They just painted the shirt on them. So the, the color of the shirt is almost like flesh tone. <laughs> and you can see the abs and everything over the shirt or like underneath the paint of the shirt. So it literally just looks like he has this giant like Edge logo like painted, like tattooed on his chest. <laughs> it looks really bad. Uh, the carrying cross looks pretty good. Uh, Scarlet will be the chase. She's got two versions one in like the her um, uh, short tights and just like the halter top thing with the long hooker boots. And then the other one's the chase is going to be the full body cat suit thing that she's worn a couple nice. times. So, and then we got a new Pete Dunn basic coming. So, well, there's those ones. Uh, new wave of top picks. Uh, we got Roman Reigns with the wreck everything and leave shirt. A uh, I'll buy that for you, Carl. Ergonomics. So you have it in your collection. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, we got a, a Thugonomics John Cena and his um, throwback word life shirt, like the old WWE logo, uh, the Legends logo on there. Uh, Drew McIntyre with the WWE title and a new Rey Mysterio. So those will, um, will be peg-warming targets in Walmart nationwide relatively soon. And then Ultimate, new Ultimate Edition series um, was announced on 316. So Austin Day, we had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Ric Flair. Woo! Pretty excited for those. <laughs> the only My only gripe is Austin comes with a T-shirt a gold chain and a hat, but doesn't come with shorts. So he's gonna be like, it's kind of like half a look with the t-shirt, the hat, and the gold chain, and no shorts. Kind of disappointing. Instead of the hat and the chain, they should have put some beers in there. Yep. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember him wearing a fucking chain. Yeah, there's um. He he used to have a gold chain. But it was generally like when he was out of like his ring gear, like those segments where he's like in like the jean shorts and the Austin 316 shirt, like mm-hmm. usually had like a gold chain around his neck. Yeah, okay. So that, that was kind of my nitpick. It's like one little thing, like you can put jean shorts in there. Hey. Killing shorts. Does uh, Ric Flair come like a Rolex? Like- <laughs> uh, no, Ric Flair is in ring gear. Oh. Um, I believe it's his uh, pink, pink ring gear, pink mm-hmm. tights. I thought it was like pink it was like a fourteen thousand dollar watch or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate Edition Series Nine. He's got um, it's definitely old school. He's got his uh pink and purplish robe, pink robe with the purple highlights. He's wearing the purple trunks. He's got two heads. One is just a, a smiling head, and the other one is the woo head, the woo face. Uh, he's got two sets of hands, and he comes with a big gold uh, WCW title belt. Oh, okay. and, um, and he's got the uh, the four horsemen hands, so you can do the, the four horsemen hand sign with Ric Flair. Cool. So, that's a pretty solid figure. Does it come with like a little limousine that you can put him in? No, uh, that'd be a huge box, and it'd probably be like sixty bucks. Well, 
That's what WWE should do if they want to make some money. Get a fucking Ric Flair limousine and a dead airplane. <laughs> like You know, like Barbie has like fucking the <laughs> fucking Camaro or whatever. Get like the Ric Flair limo and the Ric Flair jet. So it's like a Christmas box set. What do you think, Garrett? <laughs> Sounds good, man. You wouldn't buy the uh, Rick Flair the Barbie you, box set. You you wouldn't buy the Rick Flair limousine, or at least the jet. Why not? It should be a whole box set. It'd just be like a Rick Flair figure. You get a jet. You get like all this stuff. It'd be like a hundred and fifty bucks, but it'd be like really Man. good shit. You got like a row. It's got tickets, for, it's got tickets for Space Mountain. Yeah, it's got yeah. tickets for Space Mountain. Get a Rolex. <laughs> Get a Holly Berry doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's going to wrap up the news. Uh, so let's go ahead and go bell to bell, guys. Oh, man. So the only thing I'm taking away this week from SmackDown and Raw is the potential of Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. I like it. I, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That was, that was my biggest thing from both SmackDown and Raw. Um, low, low point from Raw. Uh, Shane uh, the Hurt Business. And Braun Strowman. That, that's always going to be a low. But, yeah, that was like the lowest of the low. Um, <laughs> mine... The big thing was uh, Hurt Business losing the tag titles to um, the New Day. Yeah. Way to fuck up the fucking Hurt Business. I tell you, the writers for Raw will fuck up a wet dream. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know what they're doing. Like, they want the show show to suck for some reason. Like, no, they want to have a match with Omos and AJ Styles for the tag titles. Yeah, because that's what we need. What I guess um, from what I've been reading, I guess a- that's like AJ's thing that he's pushing for. Interesting. So I guess it was his uh, his pitch to creative was to have him and Omos wrestle for the tag titles. Oh well, my pitch to creative is we could have had a fucking cool ass stable, but y'all want to fucking ruin it, like. Well, actually, just got the world title. Like, we could have had a dominant faction, like the Four Horsemen. But no. What the fucking no. room? Assholes. Nope. Oh, all right. Uh, NXT. Uh, two big things I pulled away from NXT is uh, the build-up for uh, Jordan Devlin versus Santos Escobar. To find out who the true cruiserweight champion is at Takeover Stand and Deliver, really excited for that. That's going to be a phenomenal matchup between the two of them. Oh, yeah. And of course, the build for Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Yeah, 
then the low was everybody get COVID. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. (laughs) All right. So you guys want to preview Fastlane now or do you want to? We can do it now. Let's get this crappy preview out of the way. All right, so match card for Fastlane. They actually dropped um, Shane McMahon versus Strowman, um, which is going to probably more than likely end up on WrestleMania. That's the shitty part. doesn't matter. That means we get more. I barely want to watch. I mean, we get more and more of Shane calling Strowman stupid for the next, like, 22 days. Well, I mean, you might get, like, an entertaining, like, hardcore match out of it. I'm sure because Shane's going to do something stupid, like stupid, crazy, jump off something really high type thing or some I'm crazy hope, spot. I'm hoping that I'm going to have a fucking exploding barbed wire death match. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. You need dumb slime on somebody? So yeah, that, that we'll do so that too. Ah, <laughs> uh, so they, they pulled that. So the card right now. We're looking. Uh, we'll start from the bottom here. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Alexa Bliss will be. That's probably the match out. That'd be like what I most want to see. To be honest, I no He's, completely being serious. If they don't bring the fiend back during or after this match, they sincerely dropped the ball big time with this angle. They can wait to WrestleMania. They don't have to do it. He does it. Well, but. okay. This is what I'll say to that. You're right, but he doesn't have to physically make an appearance. If they just no, show yeah, something, he doesn't. He there be, needs to be something. Be on the screen, something. That's what they're building. Like, or even if it's it's going to be WrestleMania when he comes back. Um, but that's what they're building to. Yep. Oh, they need to do something. Yeah. Even I, if it's just you know, the lights go out and then the laugh comes up and. Yeah. You know, Randy Orton's hunched over holding his balls. My, my, like, I don't know. My, predict, so. my prediction is is that we won't see Fiend until WrestleMania. Probably. I don't, I don't know if Vince is going to be able to hold off any longer. We'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, let's see. So we got that one. Uh, next match, we got Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. I wonder who's going to win that. I kind of... I wonder who's going to win yeah. that since fucking WrestleMania is going to be uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Bobby no, Lashley for the dude, Every WWE match season. at WrestleMania is going to be a triple threat match. So what's going to happen is, is Bobby Lashley is going to somehow interfere in this match and boom, we're going to add Sheamus so Drew can pin Sheamus not especially, Lashley. Especially after what happened Monday with Sheamus attacking Lashley. Yeah, more than likely. I'd be very surprised if they did keep it as McIntyre versus at McIntyre versus Lashley because they announced that match way too early. Yeah, so I'm saying so. I figured Drew McIntyre. I I figured Drew McIntyre is probably going to win this match, and that would be it. It's just like it's just like we're we're going to end up having Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Versus Edge 
So Edge doesn't legitimately pin Roman Reigns. He pins Daniel Bryan. This is why I don't want to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> That's not going to be a triple threat match. Let's, let's keep going. It is going to be triple threat match. Not yet. Okay. It is. Intercontinental title. Apollo Crews versus Big E. Uh, I think Big E's probably going to retain, but Apollo Crews should have won. I, I kind of like Apollo's new character. Yeah, I like his heel persona. It's good. Because it finally gives him something other than being like the the smiley powerhouse athletic guy. Yeah. Like he gives gives him new dimension. And he has more, he's more charismatic than Big E. I, I like him. But Big E's going to win. <laughs> yeah. What's your problem uh, with Big E? He's fucking retarded. That's my problem with him. I don't, he's oh, like the oh, the worst guy on the worst tag team of all oh, time. Man. Oh man, Carl used Carl used the hard R on that one. I know. I heard it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? So, so this is I mean, do you like Big Carl. E? Is he like your favorite yeah, wrestler or something? Carl. He doesn't. He doesn't understand the fact of entertainment. He's an entertainer. If you don't like him as a wrestler, sure, <laughs> that's fine. But he entertains. That's the point. He's not. He's not that entertain. He's not that entertaining. To you, <laughs> I'm sure he's entertaining to your kid. Yep. No, actually, the fiend is entertaining. My kid only watches wrestling <laughs> and hopes yeah. that the fiend shows up. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> oh, man. To most kids. Oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, women's tag team title match: Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. If, if fucking one of, if not Bianca, fucking Sasha doesn't turn heel in this match, I'll be pissed. Plus, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, Nia Jax I... and, and Shayna Baszler are gonna win, and uh, yeah, Sasha Banks will probably attack. Uh. Bianca after, Bianca, yeah. hopefully. All right, I I could care less about this match. Like, there's there's not really much on this card that I want to see yeah. besides Bliss and Orton, Apollo and Big E. Um, I mean, I universal know. title match. I'm actually kind of interested in with Daniel Bryan versus Roman no, Reigns. No. Um, and no. Roman Reigns <laughs> is gonna retain. <laughs> Reigns is oh, I know retain. he's going to retain, but I like Daniel Bryan, so uh, I yeah, figure this would be yeah, yeah. a pretty decent matchup. Uh, Edge or Jay not. Uso will be the Edge or Uso will be the special enforcer. Um, I'm sure that was going to be determined on SmackDown this week, but we'll see. See where that goes. So, I mean, I mean I like, it's kind of. Like, I mean, I like Kevin Owens, but he didn't get a good match out of Roman Reigns, like. Roman yeah. Reigns is fucking a fucking dumpster fire that somehow is <laughs> fucking head of the table. Oh man! Uh, I actually think the last week's promo with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> He'd be like, "I could be head of the table. I'll be a nice head of the table." <laughs> I'll treat everyone with oh, kindness and fairness. 
All right, so so let's bounce from WWE to actually some decent wrestling. <laughs> uh, Impact this week, uh, we had Sacrifice this past Saturday. Um, we'll run down this real quick. We'll just give you the the results here. Uh, Decay, uh, which consisted of Black Tarus and Crazy Steve, uh, defeated Reno Scum. Uh, Havoc and Nevaeh versus Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. Uh, Tennille Dashwood and Caleb picked up the win on that one. Uh, James Storm and Chris Saban uh, lost to Violent by Design um, after Rhino appeared um, and joined Violent by Design. Uh, the whole harmless match, Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers. Uh, Fire and Flava retained the Knockouts Tag Team Championships over here over um, Jordan Grace and Jazz. Uh, TJP lost to Ace Austin. Ace Austin is your new X Division champion. Uh, Deanna, yeah, uh, really good match. Uh, Deanna Perrazzo retained against ODB. I like that match too. Uh, the Good Brothers were dethroned as Impact Tag Team Champions by New Japan mainstays Finn Juice. I was Robinson and I was David Finley. I was shocked by this, and this is this is what Impact has going. They have that shock factor because uh, yeah. my th- theory was like, oh, uh, they'll retain because they're in a faction with Kenny Omega, so that way when they lose the Impact title, uh, it's not as bad because you're in a faction with. Uh, like your tag team champions are in the faction with that guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Kind of protects it. But then you have these new Japan guys come in and, you know, they kind of won the tag team title. So, it, I mean, it was it was a good match. And like I said, that was a real shocker. Oh, definitely. I I really – I pegged the good brothers to retain on this one. But, yeah, I was surprised to see Finjuice pick up the win. But it was a good match. Definitely. Like, a lot of the – this whole card was actually pretty decent. The matches weren't – like, there's a couple matches that weren't all that great, but, I mean, like the uh, Caleb with a K and Tennille Dashwood. That wasn't all. Yeah. But um, Rich Swan versus Moose. Whoa. Um, Rich Swan becomes unified Impact World Champion. Great. That was a great main event. I, mean, I still was. don't see Rich Swan as like the face of a company. But like I never said he wasn't entertaining. I never said he couldn't wrestle. I just I just don't pick him as a world champion. But it makes sense for Rich Swan to win this. Um, like we kind of talked about last week with him uh see with me? his unfinished business with Kenny Omega. See me see me it doesn't it doesn't make sense. But and this is why I wasn't, you know, here to argue with Chris last week. But so if Rich Swan is your face, right? Yeah. You you can't have your face lose your company's world title to a heel of another company. You get what I'm saying? Like that's why I was saying that's why I thought Moose was gonna win. Because, like, even, like, if, even though know, it'd be Hill versus Hill, Moose versus Kenny Omega, it's still company versus company. And then uh, 
Rich Wine or whoever you know you think is going to be the face of your company to take that title back off of Kenny Omega. You get what I'm saying? Like that's what you build your company off of. Yeah. Like, oh, this is the guy that got the title. But having your if you have Rich Wine lose it to Kenny Omega, unless you know they're going to give it to unless they're going to give the Impact title. I mean, not the Impact, but the AEW title to Rich Wine. Like it doesn't. It doesn't make sense to have your face uh, lose the title that in that fashion. But that that same aspect too, I don't see Rich Swan holding the AEW world title. No, I mean I think he's capable. Um, I'm he's capable in ring ability. Yes, he's capable, but I don't think they're going to go for Rich Swan being the AEW world champion. Kenny Omega is a bigger name than Rich Swan. And that's that's where it's going to come down to. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kenny Omega is a bigger name, but uh, I mean, every once in a while you got to put somebody over, you know. Yeah, and um, if they are doing this whole gonna do this belt collector gimmick, then like, yeah, it's Rich Swan definitely ain't coming out of rebellion as the Impact Champion. We'll see. It might be some kind of dusty finish, though, where it's uh, the match gets called for some reason and nobody loses their title. Oh. All right. But uh, speaking of AEW this week, oh, my God, that main event, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa, that lights out unsanctioned, unsanctioned match. I, I haven't seen it. This... <laughs> Oh my God, Carl! This match was amazing. Side of the ketchup on both uh, both of their faces. That actually looked a hell of a lot better than when they did it on the Young Bucks dad. Yep. I'm not a big fan of Britt. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Britt Baker, but I want you to explain, Chris, what what what's going on here. Was it good? This pretty. It was good. Okay, Carl. This is what you need to know. Britt Baker. It's busted open and thumbtacked. That's all you need to know. Oh, yeah. Thumbtacked. Um, Rebel goes through a table. Uh, Thunder Rosa smashes Britt Baker's head into a ladder. That's how uh, Britt Baker gets uh, uh, busted open. It was just, like, not what you would expect from seeing like previous matches for AW with their women's division. Mm-hmm. Yes. We know Thunder Rosa, what she's capable of. We know Britt Baker, like in her matches with Thunder Rosa have been some of the better matches, but this one was probably the best match that these two have put, put on together. And it's definitely a right step, a step in the right direction for AW's women's division. Thankfully, that Maki Itoa chick, it went back to Japan because that was a step in the wrong direction. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but if you have not seen this match, I highly recommend finding it, watching it. It, it was that good. Uh, low point. AEW actually wasn't bad this week. They've been putting on consistently good shows. That, that wasn't my um, low point, but go ahead. 
Uh, my little point is just the name of MJF's okay. group, the Pinnacle. <laughs> when, Chris, like, when Chris told me this, you couldn't come up with a better name <laughs> when, than the Pinnacle. When Chris told me this, I was like, "Yeah, they're come out up in savings account." <laughs> Free toaster with every savings account at Pinnacle National Bank. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Then, like the whole point. The whole point of that is we're taking everything that belongs to the inner circle and we're starting with your locker room. So is the inner circle go- turn in face? Really? You think? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think we're I think we're finally going to get that blood and guts match we were supposed to get last year uh, prior to it being canceled by due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think this is how we're going to get it is inner circle versus the pinnacle. Uh, my little point was uh, Chris and I talked about this, and I'm bringing it up because it's it's prevalent. So after, so to Carl, I know you watch. So after, so Cody and Pentagon wrestled. Mm-hmm. After the match, Pentagon started beating down Cody. Right. Mm-hmm. So remember, <laughs> remember, yeah. uh, uh, the fucking uh. The gun club. Uh, the gun club are part Billy of the Gunn and his dude, his So they're kids. sitting out there at ringside watching Cody get beat down. Mm-hmm. So Dustin comes out there to come save him from Pentagon. Mm-hmm. Then the gun club come out there and like, oh, let's get in the ring. Oh, oh. Why didn't they come out there to begin with? They're part of the club. Then, and then, oh, Dustin comes out. Oh, now we should get in there. Oh, then QT Marshall. QT Marshall comes wandering out after everything's already hey, done. What's going on, guys? You, you okay? Fucking loser. <laughs> well, I think they're breaking him. Well, how many, anyway, how many people? I, I how many so. people came out to fight the one guy though? I mean, like if you have like more like, than one it guy, it was like six of them. Like That's what I'm saying. Like if you have, six, I'm kidding. If you have, <laughs> if you have fucking six people fighting one guy, I mean, no wonder. Like I would wait a minute too. Like, Bro, I want, like oh, Cody. I don't <laughs> want to get in the ring with. I don't want to get in the ring with Pentagon. Like, <laughs> I'd wait too. <laughs> I saw what he did to Vampiro. It's like he got it. I saw he did to Vampiro. It's like he got it. Yep. It's like he got it, Cody. Oh, you're getting your ass beat. All right, get him, Dustin. Oh, he's getting his ass beat. Okay, this... now let's hop in. <laughs> now this thing too, like this probably. Oh, there's some stuff in this. It was a decent match. It was a good match. All right. Mm-hmm. But the thing that bothers me a lot with AEW is like the sequences. So Cody hits a Canadian destroyer. Yep. Pentagon no sells it and he's back up and gets set up for Cody's like middle rope stunner thing, his springboard middle rope stunner. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, you know, Cody, like, I don't remember if he went for a pin or not after that, but like my biggest thing is why didn't Cody go for the pin after? the Canadian destroyer Pentagon kicks out of the Canadian destroyer. Then Cody hits him with the stunner thing, then goes to pin him again. He kicks out and then Cody should be like, Oh shit, dude, what am I supposed to do to put him away? Like these are two big moves. They do nothing. Well, let me go into the next thing. And that, that's yeah. basically what it yeah. is. And then Cody- you can't no sell like a big move. Like if like if you, if you yeah. get a Canadian destroyer, like, I mean, I can understand that ladder match, like when uh, they hit the Canadian star on Cody. Like, 
you know, like you kind of eliminated yeah. them from the match. But uh, I, I'm one of those people like finishing moves should be protected. And some like if you had a Canadian destroyer, that should be the end of the match, unless it's like a title match at the pay per view or something. And then you could have like a couple yep. of false finishes, but other than that, like if it's like a fucking weekly show, yeah, your your finisher has to finish the. Well, I mean, technically that's not Cody's finisher, but if you hit a, a finisher like that, that should be the finish of the match. Absolutely. But then here's the best caveat of the whole match. It was won by fucking roll, basically. Yeah, after Pentagon went to break Cody, after Pentagon did that move where he breaks your arm. Yeah. But that Cody but, Cody pretty much no sold the arm break yeah. and rolled up Pentagon for the three. But I kinda I, I kinda agree. I kinda agree with you, Chris. Like that's the biggest the biggest downfall to AEW is like they don't know when to finish the match. Cause like go back to the Bob Wire match. Like when uh fucking he uh hit uh was it can didn't he hit Kenny Omega in the fucking like with an exploding bat like the bat exploded? Yeah, Omega had that exploding barbed wire bat. Yeah, that should have been the fucking finish right there. Like if you have a fucking exploding barbed wire bat, that's you you know what I'm saying? Like how do you that's fucking knockout no, right there? You can't it's not how you. That's not how you finish a Kenny Omega match. You have to finish with the one winged angel. Oh my god! <laughs> and even then, like you should have hit him with the bat, and then then put him in the one, then use the one winged angel on him. So, that, that should have been your finish. But I don't know. What do we know? But um, yeah, that that just kind of bog bothered me because if you look at Pentagon in Lucha Underground. Like he would do that arm break thing, and you wouldn't see the guy for like three, four episodes. Yep. Or even longer. Like you wouldn't see him till like Ultimate Lucha when they'd come back and attack Pentagon for breaking their arm. Yeah. So like they were kept off the program for a while to sell the arm break. Or if they did, or if they did see him, their arm was in the sling, or they had like a cast on it or something. Like this is like, oh, Cody just no sold getting his arm broken and rolled up Pentagon for the three. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that kills me. Like, and I love Cody. I'm a huge Cody Rhodes fan, but it's just stuff like that. It's like, oh, like I don't understand this. Like, you guys should be selling these this more often. So, so unless Cody comes out on Dynamite this week with his freaking arm in a sling, man, I'm not. I'm not going I can't be sold on this stuff anymore. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. Uh Oh, we lost Carl. He'll be back. Uh, so let's go. NWA back for the attack, which is on this Sunday, three hours prior to WrestleMania, or not WrestleMania, to Fastlane. The card announced for this so far looks phenomenal. I'm very psyched for this. Um, we're getting Kratos versus Tyrus. Tyrus. Uh, Tyrus, if you don't know, is the formerly known as Bros Clay. Uh, so this pretty much looks like a, a classic big man battle. Um, NWA World Television Championship will be on the line as the Pope takes on Tom Latimer. That'd be awesome. I'm I'm psyched for that one, man. Strictly Business might be adding another championship to their to the ring. 
All right, Carl, we're uh, NWA back for the attack, man. So uh, we're just talking uh, the Pope defending the television championship against Tom Latimer. Uh, Either way, it's going to be an awesome matchup. Uh, Number one contenders match to determine challenger to Serena Deeb and the NWA Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa versus Camille. I'm torn on this one. Like, as far as like picking a winner, because I would love to see Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb again, but I'd also love to see Camille take on Serena Deeb. I think we're going to win the the women's championship. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. I'm hoping. I hope that this should be good. Um, what else we got? Four way match. We got a uh, Crimson, uh, former Impact Superstar, uh, Jack Stane versus versus Crimson versus Jack Stane versus Jordan Clearwater versus Slice Boogie. Uh, just looks like just a standard fatal four way match. Really, no implications title wise on here at all. Um, and finally, the main event: NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Sweet Charlotte being defended by Nick Aldis against Aaron Stevens. I'm yeah, really I looking forward Nick to Aldis that retains, one. So. I yeah, Nick Aldis is definitely retaining. I don't see him losing that title um, anytime soon, and I don't think they've announced any other matches for this after what we have already on here. Is but it, it it is good to see uh, NWA man. back. Uh, it's been a while. Yep. Like before the pandemic, they're probably like, I I was looking forward to fucking NWA before I was looking forward to like any WWE or AEW product. Uh, especially like the question mark, um, the Dawsons, um. Eli Drake, which is uh, like, you know, he's then uh, moved on to NXT, but they had Coke Cabana. Yeah. I mean, they were putting together a pretty good show. Yep. James Storm. Boom, boom, which Cabana. I think, is he officially with Impact? Yeah, James Storm is officially back with Impact. I didn't know because was it him or. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that used to bring up the fucking cap gun? Was it him or was it Chris Harris? You know what I'm talking about? I don't remember. They like when they first like debuted with the um I mean, they did it for maybe like a year or so. When they're when they're it when might they're America's like, yeah, most it might wanted. Be when they're America's most wanted. Like one of them brought out like a fucking cap gun and would like shoot it. In the fucking area. I mean, it was like oh, a. But yeah, you can tell it was a fucking cap gun. I'm like, dude, this is the like. That's like the whole thing like, I don't get with the uh, fucking uh, Drew McIntyre with the sword. It's like, if you're not going to cut somebody's fucking ear off, yeah. don't fucking bring a sword to the ring, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you're not going to shoot somebody for real, don't bring a gun to the ring. Like, don't bring anything to the ring you're not using. 
All right. So it looks like they just announced uh, today, today, yesterday, actually. I missed this yesterday. Uh, Trevor Murdoch will be defending the national championship against Chris Adonis, formerly Ooh, known as Chris Masters. That sounds like a good match. I like, I like both of them. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's that's gonna be a good one. I'm I'm excited for this pay per view. Twenty bucks, twenty dollars for some awesome wrestling. Support the NWA. Spend your Sunday afternoon. Spend your Sunday watching wrestling, man. Get some beers. Hit up the liquor store. Get get whatever. Get what you whatever your drink is. Go to the liquor store. Pick that up. Buckle yourself in. Sit down. Take your pants off. Whatever it is you do to get comfortable. Chill in your boxers. And watch wrestling all day Sunday. This, I thought you was about to amazing. ask him to go down Know Your Road Boulevard. <laughs> go to the SmackDown Hotel. Pick up a six pack. Go down Know Your Road Oh man, so I'm excited for that NWA. I'm so psyched to have NWA back, it's, and and I'll, I'll I'll be password sharing with you guys so you can watch them power too. So, yeah. so, oh, so psyched for that! All right, so that's um keep losing Carl, man. But uh, that is bell to bell this week. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and jump in to the vintage throwdown. And the Vintage Slowdown is brought to you by each week by StackOfCards.com. That's Stack of Cards, cards with a Z.com. The best place to get your trading card fixed, whether it's new packs or vintage. New inventory added to the site every Friday. You always have a different variety of packs to check out, ranging from football, baseball, wrestling, Ninja Turtles. They got Silver Surfer cards up this week, X Files, whole lots of new inventory that just dropped today because uh, we're recording on Friday. So every Friday. <coughs> Uh, then use code VINTAGE at checkout, and you'll save yourself 10% on your entire order. So check out StacksOfCards.com. That's cards with a Z. Check them out today and get yourself some new trading cards. All right. Women's History Month continues here on the Vintage Throwdown as we are taking a look at probably one of the greatest valets and, and wrestler, women's wrestlers, um, I know her more for her career as a valet. Uh, she's none other than the sensational Sherry Martell. Yeah, I don't know if valet is uh, the right word. She's more of a manager. Like, yeah. Well, probably manager. She fucking yeah. like, did more than just look hot. Uh, she was a fucking... Uh, <laughs> The fucking real deal. Yeah, I, I probably know her more as like a, a ballet too, uh, or a manager too. Um, I mean, I did see a match like here and there, and then like going back watching some of the old AWA stuff. Uh, one of the pay per views I watched had her versus uh, Medusa on it, which is weird because like I think I want to say like yeah. super. Uh, she versed Medusa in AWA and then versed her in WWE as uh, a lender boys. And then also versed her in WCW as, you know, Medusa and Sessional Sherry. I know they had that one match on Thunder. Uh, 
like a while, while back, back when Thunder was a thing. Yeah, I miss Thunder and Nitro. Uh, uh, so let's see, a little bit of a brief rundown here on Sherry, uh, how she got started. Uh, apparently in 74, she approached Grizzly Smith, um, who, of course, is Jake the Snake Roberts' father, uh, for advice on becoming a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> Smith told her to come back when in five years <laughs> when she was an adult. <laughs> So she got married, had a kid, uh, divorced her husband, and she began working as a stripper. So yeah, so um, Carl, I'm good, good, man. (laughs) (laughs) So during that time, uh, she became interested again. uh, Went to Butch Moore in Memphis, um, as well as uh, Debbie Johnson. Um, Later part of '79, she started training under the fabulous Moolah. Um, off of uh, Johnson's recommendation, and she actually debuted in 1980 on um, a tour in Japan. Um, ended up getting injured, and she's out for a few years. And she would resurface again um, in the AWA uh, with Larry Zabisco, bringing her in there. So, yeah. So, of course, we all know she had. You know, quite the quite the run in WWE as a manager. Um, she actually wrestled for a little bit in WWE, WWF. Uh, she did. She was a women's champion in WWF, uh, women's champion in AWA. Like she's had a pretty solid career. Um, definitely a Hall of Fame worthy career. She is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, I mean, some- like I really remember her. What are you gonna say? Usually, uh, I cut you off. Um, I uh, said so I really remember her more as a manager with Shawn Michaels, um, the Macho King, yeah. Ted DiBiase. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest, like some of the biggest feuds, you know, uh, Macho King. You know, um, she was his manager uh, up until um, he lost to. Was it DiBiase he lost to? And then uh, Elizabeth? No, it was Warrior. Um, it was Warrior. And then, uh, I guess like Elizabeth yeah. came back and attacked Sherry. Uh, and then, yep. uh, I mean, who can... I mean, the Shawn, I mean, she pretty much made the Shawn Michaels character, especially at first. Uh, I mean, their entrance, like, man, dude, that was... Probably like one of the best interests uh, in fucking wrestling history. Uh, like, yeah, they <laughs> definitely had it together. And then uh, I want to say, I want to say, Shawn Michaels turned on her, and then she started managing Marty Jannetty. Um, yeah, and then yeah. Marty Jannetty got fucking fired from the company or whatever. So nothing became of that. But then, uh. WCW, do you remember when she got married to uh, Colonel Parker? They had the wedding? Uh, I wasn't uh, watching WCW okay. at that time. Well, <laughs> you should look up uh, her marriage to Colonel Parker. Uh, Chris is like, that was no, like I'm when good. He was, a, he was the manager of uh, Harlem Heat. Uh yeah, I remember her with Harlem Heat. That was um, 
when I started watching was her tail okay. end run with Harlem yeah. Heat. But uh, I mean, yeah. she's she's one of those women that understands the business. Uh, and uh, I mean, yep. you know, there's a lot of uh, women wrestlers today. Like you see them kind of give heat to some of the older women, but I mean. Women's wrestling back then ain't what it is today, but I mean those women still, you know, got crowd reactions. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not Absolutely. easy to do. All right, so let's um like she managed wrestlers Buddy Rose, Doug Summers, Kevin Kelly. The Honky Tonk Man, Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty. Uh, she had a brief stint in ECW where she managed Shane Douglas, uh, WCW, Ric Flair, Harlem Heat. Um, and then Heroes of Wrestling in 1999, she managed George Animal Steel and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Um, unfortunately, that'd be some of the last things that we would see from Sherry. Um, they did bring her back in WWE during her angles. Oh, that uh, was a feud good. with Shawn Michaels. That was where he was trying to too. do. I think yeah. uh, Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle, oh, just sexy Kurt. Kurt sexy Angle put her Kurt. in the ankle lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, uh, it's inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2006 by Ted DiBiase. Um, and then she appeared in TNA briefly as well. Um, she turned on a program to work with Trinity. Oh, that's uh, uh she... that's right. The, the Shawn Michaels original music. When, she's the one that was singing, right? The sexy boy. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of you know, I think I'm cute. She's like, I think he's cute. I know he's sexy. He's got the look. That guy. Yep. Yep. Her uh. Her last appearance, her last wrestling appearance was September 21st, 2006, uh, when she was offering her services, managerial services to then free agent Bobby Roode. Um, and that unfortunately was the last time that we would see Sensational Sherry on yeah. um, TV. I think she, um, she, she passed away in she overdosed, 2007. Right? Or something like that. Um, and it's June, June 2007 is when she passed away. Uh, overdose on multiple drugs in her system, including high amounts of oxycodone. No. Uh, very yeah. unfortunate. She was only 49. Um, it's very, very sad. And as a lot of the wrestlers from that time frame, the ones that have passed away, um, a lot of it has been due to high amounts of, you know, whatever painkillers or uh, steroids, stuff like that, that they were, they were taking at the time. Just yeah. finally caught up with them. So, um, which is very sad and very unfortunate. So, but um, outside of that, Sensational Sherry definitely is one of the more influential uh, managers slash wrestlers in women's history. A lot of people credit um, watching her 
uh, her work to, you know, having, you know, their experience in the ring or wanting to become a professional wrestler. So she's one of the, one of those women that definitely influenced a lot of careers. All right. So there's that vintage throwdown. Um, all right. So let's get into the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. Wrap up the show for this week. Uh, voting results. We only had two votes. Uh, money, shot, money Shot got one. I got one. Uh, so that brings the total up. The three wait for Money wait, Shot, wait, wait, two wait, for wait. Saturday Night Special, and Carl, two for Heat Wave. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, like, uh, Garrett, Garrett's girlfriend <laughs> voted for Heat Wave this week. <laughs> yeah. You clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> I mean, I... you got you got to pay attention because I change up the order every week. I don't put them in the same order. That's funny. <sighs> oh. All right. So I think uh, Carl should go first. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Well, Carl, go first this week. Actually, I, I, I think Carl first. went first the first, first week, though. Yeah, because you, you went first last time. You did. Oh. Okay. All, All right. right. Coming at you live from a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Saturday night special. Uh, we start off. With the tag team match for the number one contendership, um, we see that new tag team, Straight Lethal, uh, which, if you don't know, is CM Punk and Jay Lethal versus the Steiner Brothers. And uh, uh, Straight Lethal picks up the win. Um, in between match one and two, we get a promo. Uh, promo is from Miss Texas. Uh, saying that tonight she's going to take on Tessa Blanchard in the main event. And once she beats Tessa, she wants Charlotte Flair at uh, the upcoming pay-per-view. Match two is Eddie Guerrero versus Diamond Dallas Page. The winner versus The Rock at the upcoming pay-per-view. And we have Eddie Guerrero picking up the win on DVP with the five-star Frog Splash. Uh, we cut to a locker room uh, scene, uh, and it's Brian Christopher and Doug Gilbert discussing with Eddie Gilbert and Michael Man. Uh, Michael Man and Eddie Gilbert are upset with Brian Christopher and Doug Gilbert for taking on the Midnight Express tonight, which is going to be the next match, uh, because they don't understand why um, Brian Christopher and Doug Gilbert are involving themselves in the title hunt when they're tag team champions. Uh, Brian Christopher and Doug Gilbert says they're trying to, they're tired of being uh, looked down upon in this faction, and they're going to reverse the Midnight Express tonight to prove themselves. Uh, and Brian Christopher and Doug Gilbert uh, pick up the the win against the Midnight Express uh, in the match, which brings on our next match. Uh, they anticipated uh, spanking versus Tar and Feathers. Uh, it's Rob Van Dam uh, versus Kurt Angle. We know that if uh, Rob Van Dam wins, he gets to tar and feather Kurt Angle. And if Kurt Angle wins, 
Then he gets to spank Robin down 15 times uh, on the ass. Um, Rob Van Dam does pick up the victory with a Van Damminator. Uh, Kurt Angle gets tarred and feathered um, by uh, Rob Van Dam, Sabu, and uh, Bill Alfonso. Uh, Kurt Angle is crying the whole time that he's getting tarred and feathered. And he says, you know what, Rob Van Dam, if you want to embarrass me like this, uh, you want to get down and dirty, then we're going to get down and dirty on the pay-per-view. I challenge you now to a mud wrestling match. Uh, so that's right. It's a pay-per-view. We're going to have Rob Van Dam versus Kurt Angle in a mud wrestling match. Uh, time for our main event. It's Mrs. Uh, Miss Texas versus Tessa Blanchard. Uh, Miss Texas picks up the win when she hits the power bomb on Tessa Blanchard off the top rope. Uh, after her win, uh, Charlotte comes out with a championship. And she says, if uh, you want to shot the title, you got to shot the title. But if we're going to do it, we're going to do it my way. And I challenge you to a still cage match at the pay-per-view. So at the pay-per-view, we're going to have Miss Texas versus uh, Charlotte Fleur for the women's title and a still cage match. Uh, and then Saturday Night Special goes off air. You know what makes Ooh, Saturday it so night funny special. Too, when he does his matches? Like, he's, like, talking about Rob Van Dam and Kurt Angle in this match. And, like, he has the most straight, like, like, yeah, this is the match. You got a problem with that? <laughs> it's a hard for the rest of making match, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I, I do love the, uh, awesome. the straight lethal tag team, though. That's awesome. All right, so yeah, I'll go next. Garrett, you want to go next, or you want me to go next? All right. So money shot, we have Golden Lovers okay. versus the Outsiders in our first match. Kenny Omega hits a V trigger on Razor Ramon, throws him into Ibushi, who does a German suplex into a bridge to pin him for the win. They're the first team to make it to the finals. Match two is Becky Lynch and Tegan Knox versus the Bootylicious Blondes. Tegan Knox hits the shiniest wizard on Tony. Becky tags herself in and applies to this armor for the victory. Knox and Becky lock eyes knowing what is at stake at the pay-per-view. My match three is Gar- Johnny Gargano, X-Pac, and Seth Rollins versus Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, and Shelton Benjamin. The winners of this six-man tag will go into a triple threat to see who is the number one contender for the U.S. title. Randy Orton ends up picking up the win for his team, hitting an RKO on X-Pac. My match four sees Cowboy Shit versus the Hardy Boys. James Storms takes out Matt Hardy early on. And which ends up leaving Jeff in the ring by himself to receive a buckshot lariat, and Paige pins him to pick up the win. They will end up facing the Golden Lovers at the pay-per-view. And my match five is the number one contendership for the world title, which is Nick Aldis versus AJ Styles. 
Nick Aldis applies the clover leaf on Styles to pick up the victory. Finn comes down and looks Aldis in the eyes and says, You wanted the champ, now you have him. And at the pay per view, you're going to feel what it's like to have your ass kicked. And the show ends. Woo! Woo! Kicking ass and taking names. Rock on. I am the fire. I am burning All right, let's get into Heat Wave. Fans, welcome to another edition of Heat Wave, coming to you live from the Heat Wave Arena here in beautiful Durham, North Carolina. Chris, Chris just woke all his kids up. <laughs> and we have an exciting show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got an exciting show with Sword tonight as the Intercontinental Champion Thunder Rosa teams up with the World Champion Mickey James to take on Taya and Victoria in the main event. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the ring for our opening contest. Your Heat Wave opening contest is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Making her way to the ring, being accompanied by Rosemary from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. She is the bunny, Allie. And her opponent being accompanied by Angelina Love and Velvet Sky representing the beautiful people and is recognized as one-third of the tag team champions from the grotto. This is Madison Rain. Right, this match is underway. There's no love lost between these two as they charge at each other and begin to exchange blows. Uh, these two battle it out over the tag titles for the last few months. Uh, Madison gains the advantage by pulling Ellie down by her hair. Match continues as Madison stays in control. Allie tries to gain momentum, but is tripped up by Velvet on the outside. This gets Rosemary involved as she takes down uh, Velvet Sky, which is quickly taken out by Angelina Love. And the double team continues on the outside as the ref tries to regain a sense of order and sends all parties to the back. But as his back is turned, Madison nails Allie with a chair and covers Allie for the three. We move on to match number two, which the following is scheduled for one fall, 20-minute time limit. From the dungeon, Natalia and Beth Phoenix, the Divas of Doom, and their opponents coming to you from the mosh pit, Ruby Riot and Shotzi Blackheart, the Punk Rock Riot. Uh, Punk Rock Riot have yet to make their way to the ring, but uh, we're being told that something has gone down backstage. Our camera crew is finally on the scene. Ruby and Shotzi have been taken out, lying in a pile of broken tables and chairs. Uh, Beth and Natty can't believe what is happening as they watch live on the Tron. Oh, my God, it's vicious and delicious. Out from the crowd and attacking the Divas of Doom from behind with chairs. This is far from over between these two teams as Nyla and Mandy lay waste to the Divas of Doom once again. And it looks like they're not finished as Nyla hits the beast bomb on Beth and Mandy lays Natty out with the better roses. Finally, officials hit the ring to regain some order. Uh, match number three, uh, making her way to the ring from San Juan, Puerto Rico, Eva Lise, and her opponent from St. Paul, Minnesota, Rachel Ellering. Ref calls for the bell, and we're underway. Eva Lise wasted no time here. She comes flying out of the corner, takes Rachel down with a huge clothesline, pulls Rachel backs, back up, and hits the Desert Eagle, and covers Rachel for the three. Uh, Evil East calls for the mic. 
on and she begins to say that she is fed up with waiting for her, her title shot or for her shot. It's time that she takes what she wants and what she wants is a heat wave television championship. So Mia Yim at original sin one way or another, Evil says she's getting her hands on you on her and she's taking that title. All right. Match number four. Angelina Love, Velvet Sky make their way to the ring with Madison Rain. Again, dragging out what appears to be a couple local talents who we had here in attendance for some tryout matches. Uh, Velvet demands the ref rings the bell. So I guess we are underway as the beautiful people beat down these poor women. And there it is, folks. The makeover from the beautiful people on each of their opponents. And these poor women never stood a chance against the reigning tag team champs. Uh, Rosemary and Allie make their way out to the ring to help save these poor women. Uh, beautiful people quickly exit the ring and head off through the crowd. Uh, Rosemary grabs a mic and proceeds to say that at original sin, they will reclaim their tag team championships and finally rid the locker room of the stench that is the beautiful people and will claim their souls as theirs. And finally, the main events, uh, falling contest, tag team match comes for one fall, 20 minute time limit. Thunder Rosa just walked out onto the stage when Taya attacks her from behind. It's clear Taya is not waiting, and it appears Victoria isn't either as she joins Taya in taking out Thunder Rosa. They throw her into the ring, and out here comes Mickey James to even things up. Mickey helps clear the ring, ref regains control, and we are officially underway. Uh, here as Mickey and Taya start things off. Mickey's in control, shoots Taya into the ropes. Taya ducks a clothesline, comes back. Mickey nails a Thez press, um, lays in the rights and lefts on Taya. Uh, Mickey gets a quick tag to Rosa, but Taya is able to tag out to Victoria. She takes full advantage of an already beaten down Thunder Rosa. Match continues with a lot of back and forth action. Quick tags. Victoria and Mickey start brawling on the outside, leaving Taya. Thunder Rosa, the two legal competitors in the ring. Uh, Taya takes full advantage of this and hits the road to Valhalla and scores the win. Uh, meanwhile, on the outside, Victoria laid out Mickey James with Widow's Peak. Uh, Taya and Victoria celebrate, and next week they'll go one-on-one with their respective opponents as Heatwave pre- presents Original Sin live on pay-per-view. Tobin. All right. So that, folks, as always, is the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. Uh, If you're following us up on Twitter, uh, which you should be if you're not already, be on the lookout for the poll for that. Uh, Vote for who you thought had a better show this week, uh, which show that you would like to watch, uh, whichever you feel. then, of course, we tally up the votes. And at the end of four weeks, loser, not loser, but, well, still a loser. The person with the lowest votes uh, will be singing some random karaoke. So yep, yep. be sure to definitely do that. Oh. All right. So um, that's going to wrap up another edition of the WrestleGeddon podcast. Uh, the only thing left to do is leave you guys with the theme of the week, and this week it's Garrett's pick. So, uh, so Carl, Garrett, what you got for theme the of the week last week? I uh, I know we talked about it a little bit. I was talking about how I 
was hoping to pick the Mountie theme song, and you know, I didn't remember that I had picked it already, or we had picked it already. So, uh, did a little research, and uh, I realized I figured out he was in a uh, in a tag team before he was the Mountie, and uh, he was a tag team with his brother, believe it or not, and they were called. The uh, the fabulous Rougeau brothers, and that is going to be the theme song we picked this week. Yep. All right. Fabulous Rougeau brothers. Yep. Our theme of the week. Yeah, Garrett going for some deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking candy. <laughs> yeah, they're. No, I mean it was all right. They're they're pretty bad. I I wouldn't have far <laughs> far <laughs> far, quiet, far cry from the Quebecers. <laughs> oh, awesome! All right, and thank you guys for checking us out, giving us a um, little bit of your time um, each and every week. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you feel so inclined, head over to Apple Podcasts. Um, check us out on there. If you're listening to us on Apple. Uh, go ahead and leave us that five-star review. We haven't asked for that in a while. So um, go ahead and do that. Help us get a little bit more recognition. Uh, come up more in the uh, search uh, stuff for Apple. All that fun stuff. And subscribe to follow us on whatever social media platform. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So on behalf of myself... Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. This is episode 84 of your WrestleGannon podcast. Thank you guys for checking us out, and we'll talk to you guys next week. And be sure, also, I forgot to mention this earlier, bonus episode dropped, Married to the Obsession. You'll find that on your feeds as well. Go ahead and give that a listen. Uh, basically, I sat down with my wife for about 30 minutes, and we basically talked about how... Uh, how fun it is to be married to an obsessed wrestling and action figure. They're getting divorced. Slash fan. <laughs> so definitely check that out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So that's it. Uh, we'll chat with you guys next week. Later, Mark. Everything. Somebody might look at Oh, man. <laughs>